purposeful leadership, searching for meaning, was already on the agenda for lots of leaders and lots of organizations. But COVID has boosted that even, you know, together perhaps with the Me Too and with the Brillac Life Matters. People from all corners of the world and in a variety of positions, not necessarily exclusively from the world of business, because there's leadership everywhere, as I said. And the idea is that we're going to have short moments, short conversations with them. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Sessions, a podcast series of leadership conversations with guests from around the world, hosted by TPC Leadership. TPC Leadership is a dynamic global partnership specializing in leadership solutions that deliver cultural transformation and financial impact. In today's unpredictable pandemic world, leaders have a choice to simply survive or to position their organizations for the opportunities that exist in the new normal. In this series, we'll discuss how leadership is transforming. We'll talk with inspirational guests who are willing to share their personal stories and learnings with us. What are their strategies and tactics to thrive in these uncertain times and beyond? My name is Marije Groen, and to kick off this series, I'm delighted to welcome Annelieke Jensen, CEO and Managing Partner, and Tom van Dijk, Managing Partner Belgium at TPC Leadership. Annelieke and Tom, welcome. It's great to have you. Thank you, Marije. Thank you. Wonderful to have you here. So welcome again to you both um, and joining this very first leadership session. Let's kick things off with a personal introduction. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourselves? Annelieke? Yeah, happy to go. Um, I'm Annelieke. Uh, I'm a social psychologist by background, inspired by Kurt Lewin, Carl Y, Chris Ardress and many more. Um, since then, I've been a, on the provider side to support organizations developing their leaders, developing their people uh, with the required skills and mindsets. I met TPC Leadership when I did my MSc in coaching. And uh, to cut a long story short, I founded their Dutch office a couple of years later. Um, probably the story is that that was the first foreign office. Now we are with 15 offices uh, globally. And I'm, as you said before, their chairwoman, uh, their CEO, whatever you want to call it, uh, co-managing the local office, but foremost, still enjoying working with clients. I think that's important to mention as well. That's where I came from. And that's uh, still the cherry on the cake, I would say. Personally, I'm married, I have four children, I live in Amsterdam. One of the benefits of the recent uh, pandemic is that my husband is working from home as well. And nowadays, instead of working abroad. <laughs> is that enough? That's definitely enough. And thanks for that introduction. Uh, over to you, Tom. Hello. Thanks, Maria. Uh, so I'm Tom, Tom van Dijk. I'm Belgian, uh, 46 years old today. Um, today? It's, no, it's not my birthday. But I was going mean, to say, we should have just... had cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I'm a father of uh, two plus two in a uh, sort of recomposed family. I live in Belgium uh, between Brussels and Antwerp. I'm... I am today the managing partner of the TPC Leadership Belgium office. I founded the office in 2013, shortly after Annelieke started the uh, the Dutch office. And uh, prior to that, basically, I've been spending 12 years in corporate life, um, uh, in the kind of organizations that uh, today are or could be our clients. And uh, in between, I've uh, taken an MBA and 
Uh, I've done three years in consulting, strategy consulting, where I think I got the hang of serving clients. Wonderful. Well, clients seem to be at the forefront for both of you. Now, as you know, in this series, we're going to be talking about leadership in different shapes and different forms. And just out of curiosity, I'd like to know who has been an inspirational leader to you and most importantly, why, Tom? It's it's hard to, to pick just one person because in, in the course of my sort of 25 years of working now, um, th- there's always people that that you meet that, that, that make an impression, um, in terms of the working relationships, uh, like that lasted a little bit longer people that I've been working for. If I were to pick one person, I think it must've been a, uh, one of the partners in the Brussels office of the consulting firm that I used to work for because, and it's hard to pinpoint why, um, (laughs) but I think what, what, what he really did was he was authentic in, and that made him a role model. I think what, what I still remember from the gentleman is that not only was he good at his work, but he was, it was in line with, with the, the way he spoke, the way he acted, the way he mentored us, the way he coached us, whatever. Um, I think he really was truly himself. So there was a, a, very, a very big congruence between his personal self and his professional self. And I think I've always appreciated that. Wonderful. Well, so being authentic seems to be key to being a leader. Uh, Amalika, who's been an inspiration for you? If I had to pick one, I also take one uh, close to home to my uh, own experience. And it was uh, the MP or director of an HR consultancy I have been working for. And I think it was what... Um, what he established in terms of uh, a culture. So, for example, at that time, we're talking, I think, 98, we already had personalized contracts. So you could choose the hours you want to work. If you want to work full time and take the summers off, that's fine. If you want to work school hours, that's fine. Very actually advanced, you could say, for that time. And similar, it doesn't matter if you were in the office or out the office. As long as the clients were happy, he was happy. And uh, there was a lot of generosity also in terms of how we had lunch together. So we had a cook that made our lunch. And it sounds very luxurious, but I think the idea was it, this is a home too. So in terms of the intention with Christmas, the intentions to lunch, the uh, attention for people that left the office also means that we had a very warm and still have a warm alumni circle. And I think that has something about uh, the care, the generosity, the freedom, the trust in you delivering, even if you're in the office or not. Wonderful examples. Thank you for those. Um, We're moving to the next topic in this podcast, which is going to be about COVID and more importantly about leadership in transformation. We can say that since the pandemic, the world has changed quite significantly. Um, And I'm wondering what has been your most remarkable moment in COVID times, Annelieke? I hope I can share more than one, Marije, because it's (laughs) quite been a couple. First of all, I still remember uh, COVID was something that was happening in China and in Italy. And um, uh, our Italian partner called me and I said, Annelieke, it's so much worse than you even can imagine watching at the TV. Uh, so the stress and uh, the reality he tried to uh, uh, convey uh, really impacted me. Secondly was I was running a program uh, for young leaders, really young leaders. And I remember one of the participants sharing on Zoom, of course, uh, like Annelieke, I live in a flat 
40 square meters. My only outdoors. I started smoking again. Because then at least I was outdoors on my tiny balcony. Smoking a cigarette. Feeling like, like I had contact with the outer world. Because uh, he had no relations, no family. So how lonely it was. Thirdly. Maybe another one was actually Tom and I together were running a program for uh, newly appointed partners. And uh, we had a session pretty close after COVID started to uh, uh, hit Europe. It was not closed down. We were still able to meet face to face. And we thought we need to rearrange this program because the world has changed. The world of leadership has shifted amazingly. And we started to have a check in like guys uh, and girls, what's going on? Uh, how has this impact you? And a few of them said actually work is work is just continuing like nothing has shifted and Tom and I were flabbergasted because how as a leader can you continue like the world is going on if your clients are still there or if they are still paying your salary in a way but the world has shifted there is a due to their responsibility so these are perhaps uh, I can continue but I'll leave it with the three Mariah let's let's maybe ask Tom what was his most remarkable moment uh, during the past year I think one thing that will really stick with me is The initiative, let's say, about year end, so it was the end of 2020, nine months into pandemic, and we wanted to do something for our clients. Um, I would say, sort of as a year end of year, as a Christmas kind of initiative, and we didn't really know what to do. We didn't feel it was appropriate to because we hadn't seen each other for so long. Uh, it didn't feel appropriate to just send a box of chocolates or I don't know an inspirational book or something. So, what I what I thought was, let's invite some people to go for a walk and i basically wrote handwritten cards saying invitations basically to a couple of people a couple of our best clients saying look uh 2021 is not going to be a walk in the park but at least we can have one hmm. let's go for a walk let's let's meet for a walk i like that and let's yeah. just chat about you know whatever whatever it doesn't need to be about business but let's just see time together face-to-face as a gift. And uh, I ended up walking in the park and in a forest uh, with uh, a couple of these people. And those were very, very nice and authentic moments. Inspirational. So I think the the, the lesson was that we started valuing different things, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing. That's a good thing. I hear a couple of things. So I hear the urgency, the the loneliness, uh, the changing leadership, and then also the human connection that you're mentioning, Tom, that was very important. Um, Annelika, based on all of that, what would you say are your most important learnings uh, of this past year? I'm not sure if the, those are my personal learnings, but are learnings that I see uh, happening, yes. which I'm also delighted about. And one is the one I probably mentioned in my introduction was um, you can trust people to work hard. This distrust, distrust of people when they're not in the office, shall they really work? And I think it has proven perhaps the other way around. People are more dedicated, more loyal, uh, working harder and more efficient than ever. That's one. Another thing what I thought was interesting was uh, the importance of a job. Besides status, besides earning money, it's a place uh, to go to. It's structured to your day. Uh, it's uh, where you belong, where you meet colleagues. And colleagues is something different than friends and family. Uh, but it's a social uh, environment that apparently were very uh, important for people, even for people that initially thought, my job is not so interesting. And they missed it so much. Um 
Shall, do you want me to continue or do you well, want me to? Well, you, uh, you can you can give me one more. Of course, I think you 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 answer in three. So <laughs> give, I answer. In give three. me a third one. <laughs> I didn't know that was my pattern, but let's go for it. Um, I think what's interesting is that um, you know purposeful leadership, uh, searching for meaning, was already on the agenda for lots of leaders and lots of organization. But uh, COVID uh, has boosted that even you know together perhaps with the Me Too and with the Brillac Life matters um you know being successful because you're very profitable and having lots of uh, revenue is not what determines success any longer i think for a lot of people it was already that but the sort of the emphasis in what you bring to your small community and to the bigger community has paramounted in uh, importance right and in a way covid has accelerated some of these trends right yeah I, exactly. i see that i see that around me too um tom what would you say are currently hot topics in leadership oh, Marie, there there are a few but maybe there's three that come to my mind right now things that topics that that we often engage with um in with with our clients the first is obviously covid related it's um, the return to work. How do we make a hybrid work work? And not just from a real estate perspective in terms of how are we going to refurbish the office, refurbish the office rather, but more how are we going to make hybrid teams work? What if a team tomorrow is composed of three people in the office, three people at home, two people uh, on a sabbatical and two people uh, in remote locations uh, in the world in different time zones? That kind of questions. Two, Diversity, more and more people with different diverse backgrounds, etc., coming into the workplace, coming into teams. How do you make that work? So it's not just the diversity. Diversity is a given. It's more the inclusion. How do you make the diversity work? A quote I like is, diversity is like being invited to the party. Inclusion is being invited to dance. Is that's a, that's a choice. That's an act of leadership. That those are conversations we have quite often in diversity, really in the broadest sense, including, for example, how do you make different generations, uh, two, three generations work together in the workplace? The third topic is distributed leadership. Distributed leadership in a sense that leadership is no longer just sitting at the top of the organization where all the decision power, autonomy and wisdom is sitting. We see that many, many organizations are struggling and or experimenting, realizing that they need to push some kind of autonomy and decision power into the organization to where the expertise sits. How do you make that happen? How do you make teams autonomous? How do you make teams responsible for their own fate? And leadership will be impacted by that. Yeah, And I think that freedom is something that employees will definitely value so much more now and they will be insisting on having that freedom in a way uh, in their future work environment. It's interesting that you say that because freedom, yes. And at the same time, I think what I've picked up from conversations with, with the people in our programs and also the clients is that guidance is needed. So yes, freedom, but people are also, I think, seeing maybe even more than before the value of getting some kind of guidance. Interesting. Yeah. 
Well, and that's where leadership comes in, definitely. Uh, Annalika, with your global role, do you see any differences between countries that, that you are active in as TPC? And maybe you can give us examples of different countries and how they deal with different situations. Yes, definitely. Uh, I think you could even say every single country has its own uh, uh, distinctions in its own uh, easiness and its own difficultiness. So, um, for example, the market needs are different or even the maturity are different. So for example me uh, uh, being based in Amsterdam in the Dutch market uh, we have a very mature coaching market. Any L&D HR professional is an accredited coach him or herself. Whereas for example I don't know bringing in coaching in the market or uh, bringing coaching programs in the market is heavy competition. When I go to for example our Indian office it's fantastic how uh, coaching is for them bringing something really important into the market and there is still a, a way to go for them. So that's uh, one specific example. And similar, I think, if you go back to what we talked about and the impact for a crisis like we have just experienced with the pandemic, if you are in one of the volatile emerging markets or if you are working, operating from a strong economic country, makes a lot of difference. We, for example, in TPC leadership, most of our European office have managed to uh, stabilize uh, in this, those crises here or even have grown. That is not the case for some of of our faraway offices because they have been hit uh, very differently. Think about uh, Brazil, think about uh, India and just remember uh, what we saw on the news. There was a different ball game. Uh, if I may say also a benefit perhaps or what has been established, so a difference, what's really nice now is that even us, uh, of course, we want to be on the forefront of innovative leadership, of innovative ways of working, but also before we were much more used to work regionally. So, for example, Tom and I been running a program in Luxembourg together, both from Belgium and the Netherlands. But actually, more recently, because of this hybrid teams uh, opportunities, we have been running uh, uh, faculties cross office, servicing our clients uh, virtually with a real global faculty, which has been amazing. So, yes, there are differences. And yes, those differences are fantastic because we all know the diverse teams when established well bring the most value so with the new hybrid ways of working we can also bring this uh, value to our clients much more in the uh, hybrid ways of working wonderful yeah and i think lots of food for thought and and a lot of uh, topics to be discussing in this series actually with leaders uh, going forward because we are going to be talking to different clients in different countries different types of leaders so we're going to be asking them about their experience That brings me to the third and, and final topic of today's podcast, which is actually starts with the name of this series. We named it the Leadership Sessions. And, and Tom, as you know, um, you will be taking over the baton from me as a host for the upcoming podcast. And when we were preparing the theme of these sessions, you had a great and I think very relevant point about leadership. Uh, would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, sure. Maria. Um Two things. I like the word session because it is, it, it's short, it's brief, but it, it's a bit like uh, you in, in your daily routine, taking a moment to, to press pause and sit back, relax and, and think back. So that is a little bit our ambition as well with, with, with our series here is 
brief moments of reflection about leadership. And the other point is indeed that leadership is not something for the elite. Leadership is not something that we believe is only the privilege of those sitting in the biggest offices and driving the biggest cars. People with the higher, in, you know, in the archetypically speaking, the top layers of the pyramid. No, leadership is something that sits everywhere because the way we look at leadership at TPC Leadership is that everything starts with personal leadership. A metaphor that I often like to use in our programs is, remember the time when we were allowed to fly and take a plane? Um, during the safety instructions, we were told to first, in the unlikely event of a drop of oxygen in the cabin, to first put on our own safety mask before helping others. When I first heard that, I was like, huh, really? Aren't you supposed to be sort of altruistic and, and help other people first? And the answer was, no, you, you need to make sure that you can continue to be at your best when you then want to serve others. Mm. And that's a little, I think, a little bit similar to our vision on leadership is it starts with personal leadership. Then you can engage in meaningful relationships with other people. Um, you can then move towards leading teams and organizations before, at, I would say, the most senior level, also looking at the wider system uh, of your leadership. But that is... That means that leadership is everywhere. Leadership are little acts. Leadership, in our view, is, is not something that sits with exceptional people. There can be exceptional leadership in everyone. Leadership is, is you know, little, little acts, little pieces, little behaviors that make a difference. And, and that's why we insisted on not making this a series of conversations with exceptional people, but rather a series of conversations about people having experienced exceptional moments of leadership. So that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. So what can listeners then be expecting, Tom, in, in, in the coming podcasts? What we have in mind, what I have in mind at this stage, is a series of conversations, one-on-one -on -one conversations, with people that we will invite to our studio to have conversations about, I would say, as I said, exceptional moments of leadership. We want to hear stories. It's not about their studies or their titles. It's really more about leadership in action. So we're going to be having conversations with individuals that we're busy selecting now. People in uh, from all corners of the world and uh, in, in a variety of, of positions. Not necessarily exclusively from the world of business, because there's leadership everywhere, as I said. And um, the idea is that we're going to have short moments, short conversations with them to explore and understand how basically everybody can, can find inspiration to start making a difference in their own universe. Right. And, and Annalika, when will, the, uh, when will this series be a success in your view? For me, it would be a success if the listeners come from over the globe, mm -hmm. you know, from different regions. When our, when it, our listeners um, uh, from all walk of life with regards to uh, leadership as well, uh, as Tom said, so it can be a team member, it can be uh, a junior leader, it can be a seasoned leader, but also it can be profit sector, it can be non-profit sector. Um, so a wide variety of audience would be lovely. 
Um, and I would be uh, consider it as a success if we get little responses for what uh, you know once in a while from a participant that either had to giggle because uh, it just recognized a glorious mistake of one of our guests um, that recognized that he or she are not the only one that are struggling and don't know sometimes because we seem se- seem to think that leadership is deliberate and strategic and all planned. Of course, it's not. Hmm. It's when shit hits the fan um, and you don't know what to do. And the short reflection half, that is where perhaps the most interesting things uh, happen as well. So um, it's recognition. It's a little insight. It's a little giggle. It's um, yeah, that would I consider a success. Wonderful. Well, looking forward to hearing more. And uh, for now, I'd like to thank both of you for your time and for sharing your personal stories uh, with me. Thank you. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this leadership conversation with Annelieke Jensen and Tom van Dijk from TPC Leadership. We would love to hear from you and continue the conversation. So if you have any comments, questions or suggestions for the next leadership session, please send them to podcast at tpcleadership.com. And please join us for the next leadership session where Tom van Dijk will be interviewing Brandon Strong, head of finance at Google, about building high-performing teams. This podcast was offered to you by TPC Leadership. Please know that the guests we interview during this series share their own views. They do not talk on behalf of the organization that they are part of. For more podcasts, please visit the TPC website, tpcleadership.com forward slash insights. Thanks again for listening.